In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace be yours in abundance, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. When I was growing up, I learned that sheep were not very smart. But while I was serving my vicarage, a church member challenged that notion. He had raised sheep, and he told me that they were actually very smart. Now, later on, I came across the story of how some sheep in the United Kingdom escaped from their field by rolling over the eight-foot-long cattle guard that was meant to keep them in. No one was able to figure out how they were escaping until a local actually witnessed their barrel roll escape. In 2001, a report came out that sheep recognize and remember other sheep's faces for up to two years. The study that reported this found that sheep had a complex vision system and could remember up to 50 different sheep faces. But not only that, they could remember the faces of people to which they had been frequently exposed. But sheep don't just remember the, and learn the face of their shepherds. They also learn the sounds and voices of those who care for them. Other people can try to call a herd of sheep with no success. The sheep just ignore them. Then the shepherd comes and speaks and the sheep perk up and will, after a short time period, come running to their shepherd or whoever takes care of them. Like a baby who knows and is comforted by his mother's voice even before he is born, <coughs> these sheep hear and respond. They know the voice of their master. But what about people? We can think back to Adam and Eve in the garden and how Adam heard both the voice of God and the serpents. Eve heard the word of God from Adam and directly heard the serpent's lies. Adam knew God's voice but chose to follow the voice of the devil while Eve was tripped by the devil's lies. In other words, we have two problems. Sometimes we know and recognize God's voice, but we choose not to listen. Other times we are tricked and deceived by other voices such that we do not recognize God's word and so fall into sin. Both happen to us at different times. This probably is most evident to us in regards to God's law. In the law, we are told how we should live, how God created the world to be, and what is good and right based off God's own goodness and rightness. The law paints the picture of who we are. It's God's voice telling us who he created us to be. For example, God's law teaches us to rightly recognize our creator as gracious and good. The gracious and good father above all. The law points out that replacing God with someone or something else will bring us harm and destruction. The law also teaches us to guard and protect our neighbor's possessions, to look after their property. We're to return the things we borrow in the same or better shape, help them when fires or waters threaten to destroy their things, aid them in building and rebuilding, and teach our own children to respect other people's property and things. 
But there are other voices out there vying for our attention and allegiance. Voices that call for us to only look out for ourselves and our own interests. Voices that say we should only help nice and good people. Voices that say as long as it isn't illegal, it's okay. Such voices call for us to listen to them. To put more credence in our own thoughts than in God's word. After all, that his word isn't always easy. Huh. Makes it difficult to follow. It, it can be hard. It, it can be trying on us. To follow what God has set forth and set down. And that does not appeal to our flesh. Now, who wants to suffer? Well, not me. So why go through such suffering when there's an easy way out? Why do I need to put up and put forth hard work to look after my neighbor's things? I already have enough to do without adding more to my day. My flesh makes so much sense to me. It always has what seems like good reasons. And my flesh is bolstered by the voices of the world around me. How often do we hear things about you do you or follow your heart? We're encouraged by the world to look inwardly and to decide what is right based on how we feel or think. The world tells us that you have to determine what is good and right for you as if you are the one who determines right and wrong. In other words, listen to yourself and not to God's word. Of course, the devil also likes to echo this. He wants you and me to look to ourselves to decide what is right and wrong. Uh, when the devil tempted Eve, he first asked her to determine what God's word was. Did God really say? He encouraged her to be a judge of whether or not God's word was from God. Then the devil claimed that God lied to her. That she wouldn't die, but rather God was trying to keep knowledge from her. The devil wanted Eve to judge God as wrong and evil. His plan worked as she looked to her own knowledge and desire for wisdom and to determine what to do rather than heeding the voice of God. Such deception continues today. And once you or I follow that voice, we find ourselves in a new trap. We either find ourselves approving of the evil or condemning ourselves for our sin. Because we are God's creation and his good law is written on our hearts, we cannot escape the judgment of the law. We either justify our sin and continue in that path or we realize that we deserve death and feel worthless and defeated. In either situation, we need to hear the voice of our good shepherd. We need his law to open our eyes to the destructive power of sin and the harm it is causing us. We might reason our sin isn't that bad or that no one was hurt by it. But such reasoning just begins to harden our hearts to God. Eventually, we will do things we never thought we could or would do. We become destructive in our own lives and in the lives of others. And our good Lord does what 
does not want that for us. He wants us to live. So we need to hear his voice speaking to convict us, to open our eyes to see what we are doing so that we might escape. When we recognize our own sin, we could fall into the trap of thinking we are better off dead. That God is so angry with us, he's going to destroy us. I mean, it's what we deserve. But our shepherd doesn't want us to die in this way either. He wants us to live. So we need to hear his voice. That he's put away our sin. That he carried it to the cross and put it to death. We need to hear his voice proclaiming, you are forgiven. For so you are. Jesus said he came to give his sheep eternal life. They will never perish. Well, here is our comfort. Our good shepherd has a firm hold on his sheep. Like sheep, we are pretty smart at figuring things out. Just look at the many ingenious ideas we have. But also like sheep, we use our intelligence to get ourselves into trouble. When I was on my vicarage, that church member that I mentioned earlier explained to me how the sheep figured out how to reach their heads through a fence and get food on the other side. The sheep realized that they could reach the food if they turned their head sideways, stuck it through, and then turned their head the right way again. That's some pretty good problem solving there. Yet there was a problem. The sheep got stuck. They couldn't figure out how to get their head out once they did this. In an even greater way, we do the same thing. We think we can obtain what is outside the bounds of what we have been given, but we get caught in the fence. We get trapped by the law and boundary that was meant to keep us alive. Uh, for all our smarts, we cannot figure out how to escape our sin. We need the shepherd to come rescue us. Now, to get the sheep out, I was told that it didn't work to try to turn their heads. The sheep resisted that. So what did they do? They knocked them off their feet so their head was sideways, and then they pulled them out. Likewise, our good shepherd knocks us off our feet with his law, and then graciously pulls us out by his death on the cross. The Father works to save us and redeem us. And so does the Son. He is truly the Messiah, the great shepherd sent by God the Father. His very works to save us show that he is indeed coming in his Father's name to rescue you and me. Jesus came as one of us, as a lamb, to be our shepherd, who would deliver us from this world of sin, pain, and death. He has brought you out of sin through baptism, and he feeds you a meal that is much better than what is on the other side of the fence. For he gives you a meal of life, everlasting life. The life of that meal is himself. His very life given to you, not just to fill you, but to hold on to you. You cannot perish because his life holds you. No one can snatch you from his life for you because no one can snatch you from his hand nor from the Father's hand. 
You are a redeemed, rescued, and delivered sheep of our Lord. For you hear his voice and you believe. He knows you and you have eternal life in him. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.